Welcome to the Life Tree Community Church Podcast. These are recorded during our weekly services in Robbinsville, New Jersey. Our prayer is that these messages help you grow in your personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. All right, I invite you to turn to Luke chapter 8 in, uh, in those Bibles in your seats there. I think it's page 788. Um, it'll be on the screen in a little bit as well, so if you just would rather follow along there, you can do that. Um, I want to thank Pastor Carrie, who's not here at the moment. She's in with the kids uh, today. Uh, she does everything. She's, she's preaching one week. Next week, she's with kids. She's just all over the place. Uh, she's really amazing. Um, she helped us to kick off this series. Uh, I didn't intentionally give her the hardest one. I know she, she said that, but I wasn't trying to give her the hardest one. It just worked out that way. Um, I will say, though, that if you listen, if you were here last week, I hate tomatoes. I was like gagging listening to that. She's describing these juicy Jersey tomatoes, and I'm like, like I, I mean, I like tomatoes in sauce and salsa, like cooked, right? I'm good with that, but raw, no, I just can't do it. So if I don't know, maybe if you like tomatoes, more for you, um, not for me. But I want to thank you for your prayers. I want to thank you for your prayers. Um, it was a wonderful time away for me. Um, if you don't know, those are Brown's Almost Famous Donuts. Has anybody ever had Brown's Almost Famous Donuts? All right, Nate's had some. All right. All right. They're on 2nd Street on the boardwalk in Ocean City. Um, so we've got cinnamon sugar. You've got chocolate glazed up there. You've got some plain, and then you've got vanilla glaze. They do honey glaze. They do powdered. They do plain. Um, I'm, I had six, I purchased six dozen donuts in the past week. I love donuts. They were so good. I have some still at my house. We got some to go home. My wife can tell you. Uh, I love brown. I had Core Brothers ice cream almost every day. Um, funnel cakes. We had boardwalk pizza. It was a very healthy week. Very healthy week. You were talking about tomatoes and I was having the good stuff. So that's how I spend my vacation. That's why I'm, a, that's why I'm smiling this morning. I've had my fill of donuts, although I could eat more. If you haven't had them and you haven't had a chance, do yourself a favor. Vanilla glaze are my favorite. Uh, I mean, like, you, you get them and they're really too hot to eat right away. You have to give them, like, a few minutes. I mean, you can try, but you're going to burn your mouth. It's just, like, give it about, you know, three, four minutes. I mean, they literally take them out of the fryer and hand them to you. Like, I'm surprised the styrofoam doesn't melt. It's so hot. It's, oh, they're amazing. Um, so, anyway, if you're familiar with uh, the boardwalk in Ocean City, anybody been to the boardwalk at least? You know the boardwalk in Ocean City. You know what it looks like. All right, there you go. Just wall-to-wall people and stores and seagulls coming for your french fries. Yes, right. Uh, one of our family, I won't say who, did get pooped on this week. It just, that's what happens. Um, you know, seagulls, they're everywhere. Um, and if you're familiar with the boardwalk, I said great food. I love it. It was a great time. We had great weather. It was awesome. Thank I really do appreciate your prayers for our family. It meant a lot to us. Thank you for, for that. And I appreciate Pastor Kerry leading that. Um, but I... Uh, what you'll see on the side is there are these large stores that sell, you know, trinkets, you know, hermit crabs and uh, beach board, you know, boogie boards and buckets and all sorts of things. They sell hats and they sell T-shirts and every store is pretty much selling the same T-shirt, right? You've got the lifeguard T-shirts, you've got, you know, the OCNJ T-shirts. And then every year there's like a hot design, right? Every year there's something different. Like one year it was like all Pokemon. It was like, oh, Pokemon's everywhere. Everybody, everybody's got Pokemon t-shirts. And then um, another year it was, uh, I don't even know. Oh, yeah, Minions. 
There was minions everywhere. Everything was minion t-shirts. And they're like these iron-ons that you can design on any color shirt you want, long sleeve, short sleeve, sweatshirt, doesn't matter. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You've got all these different, like, designs on the boardwalk. And then uh, this, you know, then it was the Olympics. I think that was last year. It was like the USA, you know, the basketball teams. You know, these jerseys you can buy for... for yeah. This year, anybody been there yet? Know what it is? It's Fortnite. Come on. Come on, Brett. You know, you know. It's Fortnite. It's a video game that is corrupting the youth of today. And if you're an adult and play it, shame on you. And my son has a t-shirt already, yes. Um, so you can tell what's trendy by the t-shirts. they got these little Fortnite. I'm like, what is that? I don't even know what is on it. It's a character. If you've seen the stupid little dances that the kids do, all that stuff. It's all Fortnite. I'm not even going to try it. My daughter can do it better than me. Um, so this year it was Fortnite, and I, I don't even want to say it. It's worse than tomatoes, but it was the, it was the Eagles. All right, they were terrible. It was like all these Philly people are like, yeah, we won a Super Bowl. It's like they lose their minds. You got one. You got one. All right. It's okay. I'll let them have their time. But maybe next year the new t-shirt will be the Giants. I don't know. Maybe. All right, Joe, come on. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe that's, it's possible. Anything could happen. Um, you know, but these, every year you can tell what's trendy by what's in the stores at Ocean City. That's a, it's like a thermometer, right? It tells you what's going on in the culture. All you need to do, you don't have to pay attention to any news. Just go to the boardwalk, walk in a shirt store, and it will tell you everything you need to know about what's popular in the world today. And in every generation, fads come and they go. Every generation, right? It wasn't that long ago that kids couldn't stop bottle flipping, right? Come on, you remember this? They come. It was. I, oh, non-stop. How many are grateful that it's like pretty much faded out, right? Like seriously, all the parents. It's just everywhere. Just I'm like, seriously, just drink the water. Throw the bottle away. Who cares if you can flip it? I digress. Then it was, you know, Angry Birds. Remember, we can start going back. Remember, Angry Birds were everywhere. And we got all these games and dabbing, right? And fidget spinners, right? You can start going through all the different fads that we've had, right? Fidget spinners, that one's... Duck Dynasty, you know, TV shows and Grumpy Cats and planking. Anybody remember planking? Like, what was that? Just going to lay down somewhere random and take a picture and they think it's cool? I don't understand. You know, Furbies and Livestrong bracelets. Some of you had them. I know a lot of you probably had the Livestrong bracelets, the yellow ones. And, you know, you crashed over people at Christmas trying to buy a Tickle Me Elmo and some of you remember MySpace, and some of you remember Snuggies. Some of you still have a Snuggie. Some of you were cheap and went for the lesser-known Slanket. <laughs> you know you did. You remember boy bands and bleached hair. I may or may not have had bleached hair, and so did you, except Kevin had tips. Bleached tips. Right? Come on, everybody remembers, what's up, right? Like, that was nonstop everywhere. There was the Rachel haircut, ladies. You remember the Rachel haircut and guys' goatees were in. Some of you are still holding on. Um, rollerblades, Spice Girls, Cabbage Patch Dolls, Care Bears. I can go through the list. Jellies, my sister Jen, who's not here at the moment. My other sister's here, but jellies were these stupid little plastic shoes. And she had like a hundred pairs of in every color. Cush balls, mullets. Where's John? John had a mullet. He know he rocked it. 
And some of you had bangs, and some of you had mullets and bangs, right? Teased out bangs. You can go farther back, right? Farther back, remember rainbow bright and slap bracelets and varsity, uh, uh, you know, valley girls, right? Some of you remember valley girls and as if and like whatever. Um, some remember eight tracks. You go a little farther. You, you can start dating. You, you find out where you are on the continuum based on what fads you remember. Do you remember eight tracks and disco balls and lava lamps and earth shoes and pet rocks, transams? And can you dig it? Can you dig it? Afros and the Farrah Fawcett haircut. How many of you had the Farrah Fawcett haircut? You go way back, all right? Don raised his hands. That's impressive, man. I wish I want to see a picture of that. Bell bottoms and Beatlemania, right? Go-go boots, mood rings, sea monkeys, I can keep going. Tie-dye, the twist, turtlenecks, hula hoops, poodle skirts, sideburns. Here today, gone tomorrow. Fads. You look at the fads today and they're just, they just changed constantly. Let's go to the boardwalk and you'll see something new next year. To some we say good riddance. Like we're glad those things. And to others we go, man, those were the good old days. Those were great times. I love that. I love that era of music or I, I love that era of life and I love that style from fashion to technology to language. As quickly as it comes, sometimes it's gone. But some things stick around. Some things stick around. Let me ask you. I don't even need to ask you. I can just tell by looking at you. There's a fashion train. I don't know if you know this or not, but there's a fashion train. And it goes through life, and you decide what stop you're going to get off at. So it likes chugging through the 70s, and some of you are like, I like this one. I'm going to get off here. And you're still there. But some of you stayed on, and okay, chugging through the 80s, and you're like, you know what, I'm going to... I like my members only jacket. I'm going to stay right here. But then some of you were like, no, not yet. Some of you weren't born yet. You got on the train and okay, 90s, right? And you got, you know, baggy pants and, you know, big old Jinko jeans and, you know, grunge look and flannels. And so some of you still don't button your shirts. You just refuse to button your shirts. You're going to wear something underneath. You're going to leave it open. All right. That's okay. But some of you said, no, you said the 2000s. And some of you are still fighting the good fight. You're still trying to stay up and current. You're like, you know, I like to think that I'm fashionable. I'm still riding the train, you know, and that's okay. It's admirable. You know, at a certain point, you're going to get off the train because you're going to say it's too much work. And I think that style is stupid, like skinny jeans. If you're in that one, good luck to you. I think that one's going to go. We're going to come back and go, what were we thinking? Right? It just goes back to like acid wash and stone wash and all those other, you know, bell bottoms and remember peg rolling. Listen, peg rolling pants, I could do it right now. You remember it, right? You do this, you flip it over like this, and then you flip it over one more time. And we thought that was cool. Right? And we have big jeans and it said big on the side underneath and you could read it only when you rolled it. And then you wore slouch socks and you pulled them down and you had a little braided belt that you'd tie up and fling down your leg. You remember this. I know you do. It's terrible. When did you get off? See, so some things come and some things go. Passions, though, they remain. Let's say you love working out. Your equipment might have changed, but you're still spending time in the gym. If you love food, maybe the ingredients have changed through the years. Your appetites, your tastes have changed, but you're still in the kitchen. You still love to eat and create. And if you love music, perhaps the sound has changed. But you're still singing songs. 
Maybe your tastes have evolved, but certain things stick and other things fade away. So what makes the difference? What's the difference between a fad and a lifelong love? The difference between young love and forever love. See, we talk about, we see this often in relationships. You know, young love, puppy love, right? Kids, when they start to, oh, I like somebody, I think I like them, right? It's passionate, it's powerful, it's intoxicating, and it's gone in like ten minutes. Right? It's volatile, it's fickle, it's momentary. It lives in the wind and goes wherever the moment leads. If your relationship lasts less than an hour, you may fall into that category. Even the terminology of relationships changes just as quickly as some of the relationships themselves. Are you dating? Are you hanging out? Are you going steady? Are you seeing each other? Are you courting? Are you texting? Who's your bae? Or whatever the teens call it this day. I don't even know anymore. Just whatever it is that you do. Are you a thing? I don't know. What do you call it? So the terminology changes just as quick as some of the relationships. How many of you have been married more than 20 years? Awesome. 30 years. 40 years. Oh, come on. Let's give it up. Let's give it up for them. Let me tell you, the fire's still there, even if your hair's a little lighter. Right? Some things last. Some things last. While other things just fade away in the wind. So what makes one relationship last when others fizzle? And what's the difference between ideas that stick and those that fade away? So the answer to that question, I believe, today is in this parable that Jesus told about dirt. It actually talks so much about what makes the difference between things that stay and remain permanence and those things that just float away in the wind. My hope is that if you've struggled today, maybe in your life, you've struggled with constant change. It seems like nothing good lasts in your life. It seems like relationships come and go. Everything perhaps feels temporary. Maybe that you just say, if I could define my life, it would just be this floating in the wind. I just constant change and nothing endures. My hope today is that something about Jesus' words will be the start of something altogether new and lasting in your life. And perhaps it's not you, but you know somebody like this. You know a butterfly. They never stay still. But we're not talking about an adventurer. We're talking about a wanderer. Someone who's just constantly searching, but yet never finding their place in the world. Just can't seem to stick anywhere. They're lost in between, and they don't know where they belong. My prayer is that the truth of Jesus' words would help us love them home today. So let's read Luke chapter 8, verse 4. It says this, One day, Jesus told a story in the form of a parable, which is a story, to a large crowd that had gathered from many towns to hear him. And he says this, a farmer went out to plant his seed. And as he scattered it across his field, some seed fell on the footpath where it was stepped on. And the birds ate it. And that's what Pastor Kerry talked about last week, about those, those rough places in our life. Those places have been walked over so many times. But our focus today is verse 6. And it says this, other seed fell among rocks. And it began to grow, but the plant soon wilted and died for lack of moisture. My sister loves that word, moisture. Some of you hate that word. I'll try not to say it again. Other seed fell among thorns that grew up with it and choked out the tender plants. Still other seed fell on fertile soil. And this seed grew and produced a crop that was a hundred times as much as had been planted. And when he said this, he called out anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Again, pay attention. If Jesus is telling you, listen up. 
I'll be listening. He's trying to say, hey, neon, this one's important. So then he describes what that means, because it's kind of in code. So we skip down to verse 11. It says, this is the meaning of the story, of the parable. The seed is God's word. And the seeds that fell on the footpath represent those who hear the message only to have the devil come and take it away from their hearts, prevent them from believing and being saved. Again, that's what Pastor Kerry talked about last week. This week, verse 13. The seeds on the rocky soil represent those who hear the message and receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots... They believe for a while, and they fall away when they face temptation. Verse 14, the seeds that fell among the thorns represent those who hear the message, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the cares and riches and the pleasures of this life. We'll talk about that next week. So they never grow into maturity. And then finally, the seeds that fell on the good soil represent honest, good-hearted people who hear God's words, cling to it, and patiently produce a huge harvest. Take a moment and pray with me, would you? Jesus, please help us today. Help us to hear, to understand and to act on whatever it is that you want to reveal to us today. Amen. I'm going to break down the verse just a little bit. Verse uh, 6 says, Other seed fell among rocks, right? It began to grow, but the plant soon wilts. What that means, verse 13, here we go. It says, The seeds on the rocky soil represent those who hear the message and receive it with joy, but since they don't have what? Deep roots. They believe for a while, then they fall away when they face temptation. So I want to start with an assumption today. And here's the assumption that we all need to make. The first thing is this. The seed is always good. The seed is always good. See, the seed is the love of God as revealed in His message. There is no bad seed. Right? There's no better seeds out there somewhere that's going to bear better fruit Nothing will give you as much joy, as much peace, as much love, as much life as the seed that God provides. The seed is always good. We've got to start there. That's the assumption. So if the seed is always good, then then we have an equation upon our hands. And it goes something like this. And this was the first one. It goes that good seed plus hard dirt equals a forfeited life. Never believe. Just give it away. Good seed, hard dirt, never penetrates, bounces off, and they forfeit the life that could have been theirs. Now we come to the second one, which goes like this, that good seed plus rocky dirt leads to a restless life, a wandering life. The variable in the equation is always dirt. I just want to make sure we're clear. The seed is always good. The variable is always the dirt. All right. So, to understand culturally what would have, the people hearing this would have understood about rocky dirt, is it doesn't mean that it was like dirt with a lot of rocks in it. Like we were digging on the beach this week, right? And there's just a lot of shells. And my son wants a, he likes big holes to sit in. Keeps them, you know, close to us, so it's all good. So I dig a hole, and as you're digging, we got a, I mean, we got like an industrial metal shovel now. It's like, you know, it's we know we become prepared. As I'm digging through, there's shells all over the place. It's not like nice sand, you know, just like through butter. It's just like you're, it's crunching every time. It's not like dirt with just like a lot of little rocks in it like that. That's not what is happening here. What would have been the case? 
for the geography of the land that they were in, is that there would have been limestone under the surface. And over time, there would have been maybe two or three inches of dirt that covers over these rocky places. But it's a solid rock, and there's just a thin layer of dirt. So it has the appearance of dirt. But really, underneath, it's just a hard shell. It's different than than the hard ground, because the hard ground doesn't penetrate. This, there's, there's a little bit of dirt there. It's got the appearance of it. It's deceptive. It's a thin layer of dirt hiding the rock beneath. Appearances can be deceiving. See, what we are really underneath matters. You can't fake depth. That's the lesson here. You can't fake depth. Maybe you look fine from the surface, but underneath that thin layer of nice-looking dirt is solid rock. So what happens is that seed goes in, it grows because it's got dirt, but the roots are so shallow because there's only just this thin layer that not enough moisture is in there, sun comes up, other things, and it just wilts and dies and uprooted easily, right? You ever try and, you know, there are certain weeds you try and pull in your garden and, man, you need like, a, like an excavator. And then there are some you can just, think they come out real easy. The difference is the roots, Right? Shallow roots, easily uprooted. See, here's the problem, is that our roots are the secret to our stability. That's our mission in our church, is to help you grow from root to fruit. Roots are what keep a tree vertical, no matter what happens in life. And a restless heart remains on the surface, chasing what can only be found underground. See, we build on foundations of rock, but we grow in dirt. You don't build on dirt, and you don't grow in rock. You've got to make sure we're clear on that. Thin is desirable in our culture. Everybody wants to be thin. But the thick places are where the good seeds grow. And that thinness in our life, that thinness is often a fear of commitment. We're afraid. We're afraid to go all in on Jesus. We're afraid to really tackle faith or to really understand it or explore it. We want to, we want to keep it surface. We want to stay because commitment for some is a prison. They see anchors and roots as restrictive. What if I change my mind? What if I want to do something else? Right? And it's this fear of commitment. You see it in relationships. It's thin. I don't want to commit too much. I just want to date around for a while. I don't want to make commitment. And so it's shallow roots, easily uprooted, easily changed. The currency of all relationships is trust. A lack of commitment always leads to shallow roots. And you never survive shallow roots. There's nowhere in the world where shallow roots last. Always easily uprooted. When something new and attractive comes along, temptation comes along, unable to resist it because you're not rooted to anything substantial, And you're easily uprooted. So many things compete for our attention today. So many things. Like sirens on the rocks. We leave what is life-giving for something more. It's the oldest con in the book. That there's something better somewhere else. Greener pastures. You go back to the beginning. Adam and Eve. What's the story? Life is good. But maybe there's something better. They begin to just walk away. And drift away. And uproot themselves from what is life-giving. They had the garden. Everything was good. Nothing was bad. But this hunger for more, 
the lack of trust that maybe this is what's best for me. Jesus says that this story says this represents those who never really allow the truth of the message of God to grab them deeply. They only have a superficial understanding of the word of God. It never deeply engages their being. I tell you, seeds are meant to grow. Roots protect seeds from death. An uprooted tree is a dying tree at best. But there's good news. The deeper the roots, the stronger the tree. The deeper your trust, the stronger your soul. So what? Here we go. Let's make this practical. So what? That's a nice little story Jesus told. I get it. I get the metaphors. So what? So let me ask you today, how are your roots? Does temptation easily pull you away from what you know is more valuable? Are you deeply connected to what you believe? Or are you prone to wander? Maybe afraid to commit. Are you feeling thin in your soul? Do you feel like it's deeper? Is it just you're struggling? You're just still on that surface and you can't break through. Are you as strong in your faith as others think you are? Terrible question. Has your life seemed to be a series of short stories? You just go from listening to this thing. Are you just not finding your place? Go back to my 80s roots. Michael W. Smith, looking for a reason, roaming through the night to find, Kevin say it, my place in this world. Say it again, my place in this world. At a piano, single spotlight. Is that you? Has life been one uprooted dream after another, broken relationship after another? Just a series of just uprootings. Life never fully takes root in the soil of hearts that are obstructed by underlying stone. Listen, God uses the metaphor of a seed on purpose. It's no accident that he says pay attention and he uses a seed because you know what a seed does? It takes weeks and weeks to germinate and to grow. They don't grow quickly. Faith takes time to grow in us. It's a process. Some people are looking for a quick fix for the magic pill. If I take it, I just have faith and it magically shows up and I'm all good. And it doesn't work like that. It's a seed and you plant it and you stare at it and it does nothing. You wait and you water and you tend and you cultivate and you wait and you water and you cultivate and you wait in sun and rain and it just takes time and eventually it'll sprout. It just grows slowly. It's a process. God cares more about who you are becoming than what you're accomplishing. That's why He chose a seed. It's how it starts. If God wanted to, He could make trees appear. He could bring life into the world fully grown. He could just skip the entire growth process. But He brought you into the world as an embryo. Slowly grow, day to time. I'm hoping that I'm still growing. Not done growing yet? I don't know. So here comes the best part. Hosea chapter 10, verse 12. It'll be on the screen. The prophet is speaking to people who had grown thin in their own lives. And he said this, plant the good seeds of righteousness. What, what seeds? The good seeds of righteousness. And you will harvest a crop of love. Continues. Plow up the hard ground of your hearts. For now is the time to seek the Lord 
that he may come and shower righteousness upon you. When you plow up the hard ground, love grows. So how do you do that? Practically, how do we plow up those hard places in us? Well, it starts with trust. You've got to trust that the seed is good. The purpose of temptation is always to harm you. Let's, can we just, we need to talk real. The purpose of temptation is to deceive, to hurt, to harm you. It is never for your good. There is never a moment where the temptation has your best interest in mind. Doesn't happen. Okay? So when you recognize something as temptation, tell yourself, just wants to kill me. And the greatest temptation we will ever face is to believe that there is something better than what God is offering to us and to chase it. That is the greatest temptation that there's something better. There's a better seed somewhere else than what God wants to have. And that's the, that's the story of the rocky soil. The temptation that there's something better than what God is offering me. So I'm going to keep my roots shallow because when something better comes along, I'm going to go there. This is just for a time. I'm not going to stay here. The likelihood of giving in to that temptation is determined by our dirt. And trusting the goodness of God makes your dirt thick. The antidote to temptation is truth. Because truth exposes deception and keeps us from buying it. So it starts with trust. Trust that the seed is good too. Invite God to break the rock of fear that lies just under the surface so His good seed can help send roots down deep in you. Some of you are afraid to trust in God. I could preach for a thousand Sundays and never convince you. I could sit here for a thousand Sundays and hope some of you are like, please don't. It's never been my goal to convince you of anything. My goal in this is always just to open the door for you to meet Jesus. You talk to him. Tell him your fears. Tell him what you're feeling. Listen, God is big enough. He can handle your fear. And he can do for you what you can't do for you. Just simply say, God, this faith thing, I'm struggling with it. And here's why. List it. He can handle it. Then here's a really powerful, really complicated, really difficult prayer that you can pray. Are you ready? Help. That's it. Help. Help. Sometimes that's the best prayer you can pray. You'd be amazed how often God answers that one. It's almost like he actually enjoys helping us. God, I feel thin. I feel like my faith just, it's just shallow. I'm prone to being uprooted right now. I'm shaky. Help. Here's what I'm struggling with. Help. And finally, Invest in deep roots. Every month we've been highlighting, and this, this year we've been highlighting an X factor. It's a year of multiplication. It's a year of X. A year of God taking 30, 60, and 100 times. This story is really the, the heartbeat of our entire year. And every month we've been highlighting an X factor, which is something practical you can do every single day of that particular month to grow in your faith. 
send your roots down deep. And this month, ready, it's going to be, oh, it's going to be great. It's going to, ready, you heard it. It's, going to, it's so much fun. It's fasting. Who doesn't love it? Who doesn't love sacrificing things that are comfortable and normal and part of our daily habits? If you don't have one of these, we gave them out last week. They're on the back table. On your, as you go out on your left, you'll see them. Um, please feel free to take one. It's just a little booklet that explains what you can do every single day. Fasting is a, just a decision that you make, a choice. It's not a have to. It's a choice to say, I'm going to set aside certain parts of my life because I want deep roots. That's it. It's very practical. It's just saying, I'm serious about this. I'm so serious that I'm going to change my normal to just help me adjust. So, Monday is meal-free Monday. When you wake up tomorrow, you declare, I'm going to choose to fast a meal. Pick one meal on Monday. Pick one meal that you're going to go without. And during that time, it gives you some action steps, things you can do, um, a, a scripture to read, and just spend some time maybe that you would have spent eating. Just spend some time in prayer. You know, if you eat for like two hours, you don't have to spend two hours in prayer. But just take, just don't eat. Take that time. Spend a little bit of time saying, God, help me develop deep roots. All right? That's Mondays. Tuesday. Tech-free Tuesday. Stay off social media or video games for a day. I know, right? So hard. <gasps> Becomes part of our routines. Habits are hardwired into our brain. It's amazing. It's like a drug, what it does to the inside of us, those habits. Your brain shuts down to almost the level of activity is when you're sleeping, when you're going through a habit. 40% of your day, your brain is almost completely inactive because of the habits. You just do it. You don't even think about it. When you put your shoes on this morning, you always start with the same foot and you don't even think about it. It's just habit. It's hardwired. When you brush your teeth, if you brush your teeth, you should brush your teeth, right, Bonnie? They should brush their teeth. You put the toothbrush in what the same hand every time and you always start in the same part of your mouth. Your brain just goes on to flatline. Habits, social media. Change the habits for a day. Say, God, I just want to change it up and help me. And then some action steps. Wednesday, watch free Wednesday. Just, just stay away from TV. Maybe Wednesday night, get together with friends or family. Say, listen, let's, just, let's talk. Actually, ever, like, want to do that? Like, not just Netflix and chill. Let's just chill. Skip the Netflix. Thoughtful Thursday. Refuse to complain. Take the day to actually use your words for good. Fast from complaining. What if we did that? Gosh, would the world sound different. Social media would just shut down. There'd be nothing to say. Wouldn't know what to do to the person who drove in front of me and stopped short. Thanks. Right? Just... Leave it alone. Fear-free Friday. When you feel anxiety or fear or stress starting to kick in, read Philippians 4, 6 and 7. Don't worry about anything, but instead pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for what He's done. Then you'll experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your heart and mind as you live in Christ Jesus. An action step. So on Friday, guess what? The end of the week, everything's building up. Just say, today I'm going to shut it down. No fear. Fear free. I'm going to fast from fear, from stress, from anxiety. And I'm going to give it all to God. And you know what? He takes it. 
Because he's big enough, his shoulders are broad enough, he can handle it. Spend free Saturday. Buy stuff if you need food and things like that, but just stay off of Prime, stay off of those other things. Don't just go shopping for just for this month. I'm not saying you never have to do it, but just for this month. Just if you have to buy something, go ahead. But don't just spend. Instead, take some time. Maybe that maybe take maybe take fifteen minutes or twenty minutes out of your Saturday and say, God, in the week to come. How do you want me to spend my money? The money that you've given to me. Let's be thoughtful about this. Action steps. Things that you can do. And here's the best part. You already got a head start. Because you did today's action step. Because you're here. Sabbath Sundays. Come. Join us. Be together. There's something dynamic that happens when we get together. You can listen online. I'm much duller. My voice is terrible. I hate listening to me. It's terrible. You're not coming to hear me. The, the magic is us. Together, there's something dynamic with the worship, the time we spend singing and hearing other people and seeing other people. I'm telling you, there's something dynamic. Be here. Change up your normal routine of busyness and set aside an hour a week. So I'm going to make this a priority in my life. I want my roots to go down deep. Be here. There's something You've already done it. Congratulations. You're already on your way. Please hear this. I'm closing with this. Nikki, you can come on up. God is the giver of good seed. Here's what you need to know. He wants good to grow in your life. He doesn't give good seeds for no reason. If God is giving out seeds, it's because He wants good to grow in your life. And if good is not growing in our lives, then there's something wrong with our dirt. We need to say, God, work inside the soil of my soul. Whatever's there, if there's something hard, if there's fear, there's worry, if there's regret, whatever it is, whatever is going on, if there's just this addiction to something else, if there's just can't stop thinking and maybe there's something more if I'm believing a lie God whatever it is would you change me from the inside out God has given us all we need to grow and he's even warned us about those things that want to take away our life and now it's us up to us to listen and to act and here's the thing if you will you will say God work in my heart no matter what new thing comes along that looks shinier, younger, fresher, prettier. Once I used to work at a church in Pennington and there was this guy there. He was like, I don't know, 200 years old or something like that. His name was Tom. We'd have prayer meetings and I had to go because I was on staff and he would literally start praying and fall asleep. I'd be in the room and I'm like, does anybody else know this guy's sleeping right now? But he was faithful to show up every, every week for that prayer meeting. I remember once he said, he would actually not once, he probably said it a hundred times because he forgot that he repeated himself. And he would say it every, and he'd say, I, I'd never, I've never known the devil to show up with a pitchfork and horns. Because he always comes in a red dress. It's something pretty. It's something I like. He knows we want. And he's going to try and say, hey, there's better seeds over here. 
There's a better life over here. There's a better way over here. That God stuff is okay, but let me tell you, this is the key to happiness. If our roots are shallow, we're going to go, okay, that sounds good. Because we just don't know any better. But if we will daily make time to say, God, help my roots grow. It won't happen overnight. Say, God, little by little, day by day, will you deepen my roots? When that shiny thing comes up, you know what you can say? Got no time for you. Keep walking. I'm planted and I am strong and I will not be moved. I am standing solid ground. Your story will be one of a life well-rooted that produces much fruit. Would you pray with me this morning? Jesus, i got to thank You for loving us like You do. For giving us the good seeds of life. And Holy Spirit, help. Help us to see ourselves clearly. Like King David, we invite You to search our hearts. Search our soil. Know us. Identify those thin places. Help us to plow up that hard ground. Can't do it alone. We need your help. As we're praying, if you're here today and you simply want to ask God to help, say, God, help me plow up that hard ground. Those thin places. If that's you and you want to express that today, would you just raise your hand and say, that's me. God, would you help me today? God, would you help me today? Heavenly Father, shower your love on us. Lord, help our roots grow down deep. No matter when temptation comes, no matter what temptation comes, we will have what we need to overcome and stand strong because of you. God, for those fighting battles that no one knows anything about this morning, Lord, I pray for strength to overcome temptation. Lord, would you release strength in this room right now? If there are those that are thin but want to be deep, and there are temptations staring them down, and they know it, and they feel powerless, God, I ask right now for strength. Break up that hard ground of their hearts and send roots down deep. Lord, embolden and encourage. Would all of our roots grow deeper today, Jesus? However, however much you can, send your rain to let our roots grow down deep. Help us cultivate good dirt in our souls. Thank you for caring about us so much. You refuse to leave us as we are. Transform us day by day. And may we love those around us who live in the shallow places the way you love us when we were there. And use us however you desire to help them know the depths of your love. Lord, your love has no height limits, has no depth limits. As far as the east is from the west, it's limitless. Your love knows no bounds. So Lord, find us where we are. 
And help us to be on mission to go find other people. Say, we love you like God loves you. And there's more to be found. Let us plant those seeds that you've given us. Let us cast it out no matter what kind of soil we find. Trusting that you can take any person and change their heart. And make them receptive to what you want to give. Use us today. Thank you, God, for loving us like you do. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you were encouraged by this message. For more information about Life Tree, please check us out online at lifetreescc.com.